focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Psalm 90. The Bible says from verse 1 all the way to the end. I'm not sure we have time to read that, so I'm going to skip it. I'm going to skip a couple of verses, but let's start with verse 1. I'll read that alone. We're John 10, 10 together. Verse 1 says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Somebody say, I am securely stationed in the location called God. Do you see that? Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all Generations. If you dwell in God, you don't need to renew your rent. Of course, somebody needs to write that down. If you dwell in God, you don't need to renew your rent. It says, you don't need to renew your rent. You have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed of the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. And when you go to verse 10, he says, the days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. Now you have to be careful. I touched you last week that you must rightly divide the word of truth. There's the voice of God in the Bible. There's the voice of the devil in the Bible. There's the voice of man in the Bible. We know that this is the voice of a man. In Psalm 90, there is a whole lot of uh, manly or uh, human touch or the frailty of man natural man in the text because it's saying things that are just it's just man talking how do i know it's man talking this is not a psalm of david who died at 70 this is a psalm of moses who died at 120 yet moses is saying our days shall be 70 years and it's saying if by reason of strength they are 80 years <laughs> yet their boast is only labor and sorrow because Moses is at a certain place in his life where he's feeling the strain and the weariness of life. So he looks at his life and says, the way my body is right now, I'm not sure it can carry me for longer than another 10 or so years. How many of you have been there before in your life? The way you are looking at your salary. Bashima <laughs> salary. It's how we're going to run that we're seeing right now. Come on, somebody talk to me. You kept your December wasn't dirty, it was clean. But all of a sudden, your bank account is as clean as your December. Bills as high as hills. I, I, somebody, if I, I like the way believers look, something like, I don't want anybody to know it's me. If you laugh, I suspect you. If you don't laugh, I still suspect you on this one. <laughs> the way you're looking at certain resources in your mind, you're like, this is about to finish. Or you're, maybe you're a speaker or a singer, you're writing a song like, ah, my songwriting is drying up. Or you're a designer, you've racked your head, your brain, your skull, you borrow people's brains, you copy designs, remix, repost it, and all of that. And like, this is about to run dry. I want to prophesy to you under God. Just the same way Moses thought he was going to end at 80, but God gave him 40 more years. Anybody here who feels they're almost done, may you enter into another gust of life. 
another phase of life. I want to prophesy to somebody, your ministry is not over yet. I speak to somebody who has been broken and disappointed. Maybe you even failed. Maybe you even feel disappointed in what you did or what was done against you. I proclaim to you by the mercy of God, fresh oil right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody who feels used by men. You feel drained in your sexuality, your femininity, in your body, in your reproductive organ. And you're like, I have nothing else to give another man. I breathe life into you by the mercy of God. Your juice is coming back. Your life is coming back. Your energy is coming back. Your zest is coming back. Your wholeness is coming back. You come fresh again. Somebody shot I'm coming in hot, coming in hot. don't mute your who <laughs> Moses thought that his life was going to be over at 80 <laughs> yet most of his miracles began at 80 I prophesy to somebody where you thought it will end that's where it will begin in fact for somebody your life just got started the first phase before now was just a reflection of what a life should not be now you're entering into your glory the glory of God concerning your life he says their boast only is labor and sorrow he did not know he was going to receive a document on stone, the Ten Commandments, that would be the guiding framework for generations. He did not know that he was going to climb a mountain one day and spend some more time with God. His face would be saturated with the Shekinah of God. He did not know that he was going to be so filled with life and power that he will literally hold the authority over nations. He did not know that with a rod from his hand, I feel the anointing of God. With a rod in his hand, for some of you, a pen in your hand, or a weaver that you're using on somebody's hair, or the singing voice, or your spaghetti, that with that you will shake territories. Moses had no idea. Well, let me tell you something. You might not realize it. But God is more intentional than your abusers, than your rapists, than your assaulters, than your manipulators. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is more intentional than anything the enemy hold against you. And so even before they attacked you, he already had a counterattack. He already had a counter plan about how he was going to work all things. Disappointment has been factored into God's plan for your life. Your failures have been factored into God's plans for your life. I taught you last week, God doesn't cost them, but he uses them. Because real mastery, see now, when somebody is playing the, the football and he's the one dribbling and dribbling and then, eh, 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 boo. He's in total control and he kicks the ball. That's a level of mastery, but it's not real mastery. If the playing field is empty, no opponent, nobody, and you're just running and dribbling and dribbling yourself and scoring the goal, no level of mastery, right? How about you're running, running, 
and then the ball is passed, but you didn't see the ball. Last minute you saw the ball, and you meet the ball in the air, you leap in the air, and you hit the ball, and it passes through like seven different people in the defense line. Shakes the nets until the posts are uprooted. Like hopefully the Nigerians will do this evening. What do you call that? Mastery. If there is a defense wall, it's a shallow. <laughs> Shaolin soccer. If you see, the oh my goodness, don't get me started. <laughs> and I used to put that using supernatural powers for this thing. There's a defense line, thick defense line. The world's best footballer, uh, goalkeeper, is in the goal, and this guy. Ooh, kicks the ball. The ball goes like this. Goes in the curve. A full elliptical curve. This is the keeper. Stretch your hands to catch it. Outclasses the keeper. The keeper uses his head to hit the pole. There's a bell ringing all over the stadium. Everybody thinks the match is over. The thing is the ringing bell. Because of the sound of the keeper's head against the pole. Then watch this. That elliptical curve hits this goal, bounces back to that goal. The keeper gets us to have a chance, knocks his head on that one, bounces on the floor, hits the crossbar, and then finally enters the goal. What do you call that? God is about to display his mastery in your life. He's going to curve the ball. Ha! Some of y'all are not hearing what I'm saying. God is going to curve the ball. Beyond the defense line of hell. Beyond the best preparations of darkness. It will go past every barrier. Every bottleneck. In fact, every neck as well. And it's going to hit the goal. And get the demons flying and suffering. And it's still going to enter into the goal. Who am I speaking to? If it's not you, keep on sitting down. If it's not you, keep on looking the way you're looking. But if it's you, I wanted to shout Look at something. God is intentional. <laughs> Moses said, For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Verse 11. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. Verse 12 is really where we're going now. So teach us to number our days. So you've planned our days, you've planned our years and all of that. But teach us to number our days. Why? Because the fact that you've planned them does not mean you will number them for us. The Father, you've planned those on me, you're going to leave them out for us. It's near. You want to partner with us to express yourself in and through us. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And have compassion on your servants. Verse 14, let's read that together. 14 and 15. Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us, the years in which we have sinned. Evil, verse 16. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. God will satisfy you early with his mercies. 
Teach us the number of days we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. John chapter 10 and verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it how? More abundantly. All right. We might read some other simpler translations. Father, we thank you because your word is blessed. Our hearts are open. We receive the full measure of your grace and your purpose for our hearts and this message and this teaching. The lives will be completely moved from a random and accidental living to intentional living. In Jesus' name we've prayed. I want to write this down. My life is designed to be an extension of God's intention. I like that. Mm -mm. Please don't stop. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's getting there. My life is designed to be an extension. Uh, I didn't send this to media. Of God's intention. So God has some things inside that he wants to extend outside. So he brings a part of me from his inside and a part of me from his outside. So that what he has inside can be put inside of me. And being outside of him in my physical frame, I can extend to the world what he had in mind. When you understand this, you understand the concept of the church being the body of Christ. Because you, have, you can have great intentions, but until your body moves in a certain direction, I don't know your intention. Cooper, come. Thanks for leading us powerfully this morning. Come, come real quick. Let me just ask, who has seen Cooper before in this world? This age? How many of you have never seen him before? You've never paid attention to him? Don't worry, it's not a judgmental question. All right. How many of you have not seen him sing or lead before? You've not seen him lead before? Come on, there has to be somebody. The people who are here for the first. Yeah, yeah. Now, raise, raise your hand if you haven't seen him. Yeah. More hands, more hands of people. I know these people on that side have not seen him lead, lead before. Right? Did you know he could sing before this morning? If you hadn't heard him sing before, do you know he could sing? It's not a true question. No. So how do you know he can sing? Because he... He wasn't musing on the melodies. He was singing. God doesn't just want the church to muse. God wants the church to move. God wants the believers to express. That's why one of the ways in which God leads you is impressions. He impresses so that you can express. God will impress some things on your heart, on your mind. It's not every time you hear a loud voice or you see a clear vision. There is a growing nudge. Some of you, I don't know how to hear God. I don't know how to hear God. For some of you, God leads you through impressions that are in tune with the word of God. And then it begins to bring collaborative confirmations. 
through songs and stickers and wallpapers and Instagram posts and downfall inscriptions and the conversation at the Iyalamala Alamola Alabula <laughs> are you seeing by expressing it so how will the world know that God heals his body has to express it How will the world know that God wants you to prosper? The body must express it. Because Cooper can have all the songs he has in this world on his mind. But until he sings it, we don't know it. So Colossians says that God wants to demonstrate the manifold wisdom. His manifold wisdom through the church to principalities and powers. Media help us as I quote. Get there, get there. Right? Through principalities and powers. Now what does that tell you? The church is the body through which God expresses his intentions. So the church is the extension of God's intention. The believer is an extension of God's intention. Somebody say, I'm an extension of his intention. Somebody say, say I'm an extension of his intention. This is not the scriptures. I think it's Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. This is not the scripture. The, through the manifold, might, through the church, he might display, show forth the manifold wisdom, his manifold wisdom to principalities and powers. I'm an extension of his intention. When you understand this, you will know that Jesus is trying to live his life through you. And therefore, you start from the premise of advantage. Because what often causes disadvantage is that you think that your life is an extension of your mister, your father's son name. Oh, come on. Is somebody getting this? So we thank God for Dr. Luatoimbo. We thank God for Chief Agbara. We thank God for, I don't know his title, Mr. Dr. Chief Fabumi. We thank God for call your father's name. But they fathered your body. They are not the father of your spirit. God is the father of all spirits. Therefore, your true potential goes beyond the achievements of your natural father. Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody. I just set somebody free right now. Because the reason some of you don't believe that you can have what God has in mind for you is that you're looking through the prism of your natural paternity. You have spent the last 20, 30, 40 years convincing yourself that people who come from homes like this cannot manifest visions like that. And you don't know it's such a subconscious thing that governs your behavior. So Moses was speaking about his life from the premise of his own body and his observation in his culture that people who work as hard as I do, they die at 70, bata bata 80. He was living out of the expressions of his circumstances and not as an extension of God's intention for him. By God's intention, he could not die before 120 years. This is very important so that next week or the week after when we deal with living long, you will know why you cannot die at certain times. 
there was a storm. The storm was raging. The billows were blowing and Jesus was sleeping. Why would Jesus be sleeping in a storm? Well, he's the prince of peace and all. We know that. But guess what? The Bible says the lamb of God was slain from before the foundations of the world. So he knew that for him to die, blood had to be involved. And there was no way he was going to drown and bleed. Oh, look at anybody say, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up, say, wake up, wake up, wake up. When you know that you are an extension of his intention, you know some things cannot take you out. Some things can kill you. Some things can hold you back because you already saw the blueprint and the plan. Not the full details, but at least the grand outlines. This is important. This is where confidence comes from. If you're dealing with fear, you are living your life as an expression of your circumstance or as a reaction to the environment or as a response to what people have told you. But boldness and confidence. See, Jesus said, I have come. Somebody say, I have come. Shout aloud and say, I have come. Now, when somebody says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come. That person is saying, whatever happened before I showed up is now irrelevant. I am the agent of transformation. (laughs) I am the carrier of energy. I'm the changer of the circumstance. I'm a shaper of the culture. There is a reason you were born in this generation. You couldn't have been born in 1876, 1632, 1720 because the technology was not yet advanced enough to express the creative capital in your spirit, man. Ah, oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. If you have come too early, what you are carrying on the inside of you in its social media, in its virtual reality, in its artificial intelligence, in its metaverse, for the fool, who am I speaking to? I, I feel like some people are not here this morning. Can I speak to at least one person? If it's usually shout it's me you're talking to pastor shout it Damilola is an extension of God's intention it's an extension thank you God an extension now that extension sorry Cooper come Cooper and Mbono Mazi was so powerful this morning was the intention for praise and worship to glorify and honor God to create an atmosphere of joy that engages the Lord's people and brings them to a place where they are open to receive from God and to give to God through worshipful music and their giving and their hearts and their responses and their fellowship and all of that that's the intention Every Sunday we have two different people lead. And they lead very well. They are extending our intention, which is God's intention. But their expression of that extension is unique. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm an extension. You are an extension. But I don't need to copy you. Because I have a unique expression. 
a lot of people copy people's expressions without knowing God's intention for them. And so people end up being successful failures. Because they succeeded in the pattern, but they failed in the purpose. Are you following this? Both men, about the same height. Well, son has punk. Yeah. NFT. <laughs> punk tokens. <laughs> a little light-skinned, a little chocolate, caramel and vanilla. <laughs> but the praise and worship tasted like ice cream. Yeah. Bless you guys, bless you guys. Somebody didn't get that, but it's okay. <laughs> there was some. There was something I said. I think it was Bukala book, book and Kosovo, but I can't say it in public because that should not be an extension. <laughs> I should not be given. <laughs> Do you remember what I said? I said many things. Possibly can't remember. But get that right. If that's the only thing you get in the service, it's fine. You are an extension. What it means is stop seeing yourself as a source. Your channel. Because if you see yourself as a source, you will define your possibilities based on the resource available. But when you see yourself as a channel, then you know there might be no money in the account right now, but there is still wealth connected to my purpose, supply for my assignment, resources for my mandates. Provision for my journey. Anybody hear what I'm saying right now? So here's the deal. God has an intention. Give me Isaiah 46 verse 10. Isaiah 46 verse 10 real quick. Make it quick. Make it quick. Mm. All right, good. Declaring. Let's take it verse 9. Verse 9. Let's look at that. Remember the former things of old, for I am God. So Isaiah 43, verse 19, it says, do not remember. And Isaiah 46, verse 9, it said, remember. So there are some things you don't remember. And there are some things you remember. Now, depression and regret comes from remembering things you don't remember. Offense and confusion comes from not remembering the things you should remember. Look at neighbor say remember. But don't remember. Look at neighbor say forget to remember some things. But remember to forget some things. Remember the former things of all for I am God. And there is no other. I am God. And there is none like me. This is God introducing himself. And next verse, look at what it says. Verse 10, real quick. What do I do? This is God speaking. He said, declaring the what? The end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand. And I will counsel is in the musing doing is in the moving so if you do without counsel you will do nonsense if you counsel without doing you will know what to do but never get anything done 
But it says the first thing is I set the intention. Because I'm not a careless person. I don't just do anyhow, anyhow, let's go, where are we going? No, I set the journey right. And then based on where I want to go, I begin to navigate. There are so many people who are joining the fastest cars, but ending up in the wrong destination. The fact that it's an SUV does not mean you should jump on it. The fact that it's a private jet does not mean it will not land you in public trouble. Can I hit your right? Can I hit your right? Hit your right, and then soon they will deride. Intention. Intention. Somebody shout intention. So it says, my counsel shall stand, I'll do all my pleasure. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. I believe it's from verse 11. Ephesians 1 verse 11. Let's pace it up, pace it up. Pace, pace, pace it up. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being what? Predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the what? Counsel of his will. So imagine if he had no counsel. Things will just be happening and we will not know what to do with them. When a person is not intentional about an area of their life, they will waste resources in that area. Think about the wasted opportunities you've had. You had no intention for them. Bwah! You got an alert. One million. Bwah! Because you were not very clear on what to do with one million before it came. All of a sudden, the wig went. You bought the wig. It's just a wig. It's not a lot of money. Just 150,000 there. That's more than your 10%. And you hadn't given to God. So you unintentionally bought an idol on your head. And you literally carried your worship on your head. Oh, can I talk right now? Money you have no plans for before it comes will lead you astray. Most of the time. Not all the time, most of the time. You have no intention about relationships. So the first person that says, hey baby girl, what's up? You look fly. <laughs> but I'm a pilot. <laughs> Can I fly your plane? Say, oh, I've been looking for a pilot. And you end up with a lot of pile. Because even sweet things can lead to pile. So y'all didn't get what I just said right now. He works all things according to the counsel of his intention so intention is what rallies life when everything is falling apart things fall apart and the center cannot hold that means if the center can hold when things fall apart they have a place to fall to because the center is there you know sometimes when fire got a building if it's a raging fire they're going to look at it and say okay what did it what did it destroy did it destroy the ancillary parts of the building, like the windows and the panes and the paddings and all, if it did that, then they can fix it again, right? But if the fire melts the aluminum structure or the steel framework of the building, you know, 
trying to build it back the way it's just patch it up is a waste because it's the skeletal structure that holds it together so before time began God set up a framework of his intention which was the steel aperture upon which everything will hang oh are you hearing this now this particular message is delivering somebody from random existence oh I didn't hear no amen on this it's like some people are so used to randomness let's go out I'm already there what are you eating anything what are you wearing (laughs) anywhere No intention. Now listen, if God who has all power starts out with an intention, how can you with limited power in distribution have no intention? The one with all the resources, all the wealth, all the money, all the supply, he has an intention. Look at somebody say, God has an intention. He has an intention for the birds, for the animals, for the serpents, for the elements. He has an intention for money, for wealth, for fame, for popularity, for riches. He has an intention for time, for eternity. He has an intention for this, for that, for men, for women, for boys, for girls. He has an intention. Please have a look at that person who's looking like they're listening to this message without intention. Look for three to five people and tell them, you need an intention. You need. I didn't just say sit where you are. Please have me get out of your seat say you need an intention you need an intention you need if 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 you're tired of hearing it hear it again you need one of the major things is why somebody say why and defining intentions you must ask the question why often Followers know what. Leaders know why. Survivors know what. Those who advance the course of life know why. Why? Let's practice a little bit. When somebody comes to you and says, come and invest in this business, what should you say? Oh, you're not ready to reply. Dimala, I can't hear your voice from the back. I want to hear your voice from the back. Why, right? Why should I want to hear? Yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> when somebody says, ah, there's one land somewhere that they are selling hot hot. And I want you to buy. Why? If you see many of you, if you had asked enough questions earlier in life, you would have saved yourself money losses, heartbreak, disappointment, shame, reproach. Is somebody following this? When someone says, ah, you need to go to Canada, you need to go to Canada, what do you ask? Some people are asking how. (laughs) Shout why, why? When that bubble comes to you, ladies, and says, your eyes remind me of doves. Your eyes look like ice cream. Currents of kindness. 
and creamy eyes of love. Feel like having a taste. What do you say? What do you say? I want to marry you. I supposed to marry you. Namigo marry you. God said you are my wife. God said you are my husband. Let's go out tomorrow. Let's stay in today. Netflix and chill. Don't just say why. Say I cast you, I bind you, I re- And then run. So see that God has an intention. Many of us were never taught by anybody to question anything. So we always went like went with the flu. And it's only dead fish that go with the flu. DOA, dead on arrival. That's not your story. From today, you have clarity, you have definition, you have intentionality, you have a way forward, you have you have precision of judgment. Like God, who's your father? You walk things after the counsel of your will, as revealed by God. Now, that will is not the will of your fallen human nature. Now, will is the will of your reason, inner man in Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because don't forget what I started with. Your life is what? Is an extension of his intention so that will for it to be ratified and verified must be benchmarked against the word of God so this is not using God's power for selfish ambitions Sir, I can extend anything have you not seen extension cable that was there burning something was smelling because he wanted to be doing his own or the energy level of the house was greater look at someone say upgrade your will in God so that you will not cause fire in a whole building. I can feel it in my hands. <laughs> feel it in my feet. Now, it's not only God who has an intention because Jesus said, I have come. And he had an intention we read that in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 6. Behold, I come in the volume of the books. So I didn't just show up. I showed up as an extension of what was written concerning me. So are you reading the book? Or are you blindly trying to replicate what you think is inside? Jesus came into the earth. Who was the word? But Luke 14, the word says he took a scroll, went to the synagogue as custom was, took a scroll and found the place in Isaiah that spoke of him. He found himself in the word. Watch this. If you are missing, you can find yourself. How do I know? The prodigal son who carried the father's DNA. The Bible says he came back to what? Himself. Which means sometimes you need nobody to find you. Find yourself. What's this feeling I'm having? What's this anger that is growing? What's this jealousy that is rising? What's this bitterness that is brewing? Find yourself. And tell yourself that's not me. That's a feeling. I'm bigger than that in Christ. I'm an overcomer. I stamp on you devil. In the name. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody needs to find themselves. And go back to the Bible. And stop reading love texts. As your morning devotion. Is it too early to shake? 
People will look at your Bible, you're under the duvet. Folks think that you're meditating on the word of God. They have no idea. Look for somebody beside you. Say, I don't care whether you're smiling or frowning. Find yourself. Came back to himself. <laughs> Perched with, with hunger. All right, let me try to land. <laughs> this plane is flying so high. You need some time to land it. So see, God has an intention. Watch this now. Not only does God have an intention, the devil has an intention. Oh, you haven't seen that. John chapter 10 verse 10. Can you quote that? You should be able to quote that by now. Quote it. Please put some rhythm and togetherness in it. Do you see, does the devil have an intention? To do what? If God works all things after the counsel of his will, what do you think the devil is doing about his own will? <laughs> Say, just be bold. What do you think the devil is doing? Don't forget that the devil is a, is a, is a copycat. Isn't that so? An imitator. So if he sees that, oh, God is walking all things after the counsel of his will, what do you think he's going to be doing? He's walking hard for the same purpose, for the same reason. He's trying to ensure that everything he proposes to you steals from you, kills something in you, or destroys something in your life. You've seen those uh, cigarette adverts. Now, cigarette as a thing, does it add practical benefits to mankind? Progressive improvement to mankind. People gain muscles, you know. They become more attractive physically. Their lungs work better. Like, wow. The lungs are like, give me some more sticks. I can take it. Are you getting that? Is that what happens? Can cigarette lead to degeneration? The constituents of cigarette. Degeneration. Contamination. Pollution. How do they advertise cigarettes? How? No. That's an addendum. The adverts itself. Luxury. Give me more. Fine man. Suave. The good life. The guy has a sleek car. Oftentimes, the scenario is white with a touch of gold. Or some light. It just looks nice. That if you watch it over and over again, there's going to be a subliminal association between destroying your lungs and having a good life. Are you following this now? Mm -hmm. Somebody just got it. Some people have not gotten, but it's okay, we'll get there. We'll all get there. Don't forget. Look at your neighbor and say, we'll all get there. Look at your neighbor and say, some of us are slow, but we'll all get there. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, say, the way I know, the reason I know. 
that no matter how slow you are, you will get there. Is that even the snail made it into Noah's ark? Isn't it amazing? Someone can believe it. I think, I think, I know. <laughs> Some people can believe that I say the things I say. But the things I say, are they true? So why can't you believe the truth? <laughs> now, it's okay. Keep laughing. I can endure it for two or three minutes. I can take it. I assure you, I have capacity. Just keep it going. That's it. Come on, that's it. Spirit of joy. Some people wish they could do that. They're having laughter envy right now. <laughs> like, oh my God, I wish I could laugh like that. <laughs> now, we don't know how the snail, it's all right. Yeah, it's on the side as well now. Come on, that's it. Give us more. There's a manifestation of the spirit that comes as laughter sometimes. And even if the spirit is not there, the spirit of joy rests upon you. It's amazing how more people are comfortable frowning than laughing. When people are frowning, they frown intensely. But when they are laughing, they laugh sparingly. They are training themselves and devoting energy to the wrong things. When you are burning, when you are angry, when you are When you want to laugh, like, come on. That's it. Joy. Now, we don't know how the snail got to Noah's Ark. I'm not sure they waited for this snail. I think that the snail must have latched onto the body of a faster animal. <laughs> so if you're slow in certain areas, you can intentionally fellowship with people. Because iron sharpens iron. And if you don't intentionally partner with irons, you will unintentionally end up with dead wood. I'm not talking about exploitation or manipulative relationships. I'm talking about intentionality. Are we here? So they package this secret adverts in such a way that it looks so nice. The luxury, the curtains, the bliss, the blessedness. You can almost smell the wisp of smoke as it goes in the air. And they use the slow motion thing and it just looks very immaculate. Before you know what you're singing, you're about singing before you're through and all those kind of songs because, right? You just feel like that. Why? Because to package poison, I have to put it in something sweet. Don't forget, I'm walking all things after the counsel of my will. So look at this. The devil does not do exclusively bad things. But he uses even good things to advance his bad will. It's an inverse. God doesn't do evil. But God can use evil to do good. The devil doesn't do good. But he can use good to do evil. Oh, come on, y'all. I can give you a right to make you fall. I can give you food to kill you. I can give you money 
to manipulate you. Are you seeing this? So the issue is not what do you have at your disposal. The issue is what's the intention for it. Because many of us have been led by the packaging. And then we got poisoned by the intention. Some of us, we don't study things. We don't study people. It just feels right. I, I, I see God on it. I see God on it. I feel God on it. I feel God on on this business. Oh no, every, I mean, the way everything just happened, in fact, I knew that God was involved. Whereas the devil also can appear as an angel of light. So the devil has a will. Let's go to Isaiah 14 verse 12. Let me just land on a few things. Isaiah 14 verse 12. Don't miss second service. There's a lot of meat in second service. Come on, Isaiah 14 verse 12, media. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. So don't forget, Lucifer has some ideas of God's intentions. In fact, a believer who's not in fellowship with the Holy Spirit knows less about God's intentions than the devil does. Because Lucifer didn't fall from Midlands. He fell from where? So he was privy to some plans. Oh, you're not getting that. Some of you, you feel like the devil's attack against you is bigger than you. That's because it's not launching the attack against this face of your evolution. He has seen the bigger glory two or three years down the line. So he's sending intercontinental ballistic missiles. You are wondering why you are day one employee, but the MDCO is already hyperventilating ventilating over you. And that's because your anointing is irritating her demons. I'm not talking about you going with a sassy attitude and act, acting like the first thing ever in the history of the world. I'm saying you're doing your best, but you can't seem to do it right. You wonder what's going on. In fact, the MDCO might not even know that they are being used. Trying to crush your spirit, break your heart, destroy your resolve, complicate your future, and then get you to quit and give up on that job that was only step one on the ladder to you being the kingdom influencer in that industry. So the enemy will mask the attack. He's not going to come as a demon in the night and say, Hey, hey, today, He's not going to do that. He's going to come with impossible deadlines and nasty behavior even after you've done your best. And the MDCO just talking bad about to you on day one when it's never are you hearing what I'm saying right now the enemy is attacking you not based on where you are but based on what you will be he never would have sent Herod against baby Jesus if he did not see the reoma if he did not see the moving Jesus or the one who was walking on the earth and then healing the sick he wants to kill the harvest whilst it's a seed form because when it becomes harvest it's too much to handle Give me the next verse. Look at it. said how you are cut down. Go to the next one. How you are cut down to the ground. Hmm, before that. How you are cut down to the ground. Thank you. You who weakened the nations. Who Don't miss second service. The devil's plan is to weaken the nations. 
So anything is because God's inheritance are nations and generations. Ask of me and I will give you the nations as an inheritance. One generation will praise him from one generation to another. That's why in our name, kingdom influences in what? Nations, generations, and the systems that govern that. It's not just a fancy acronym. Oh, Peter, is a poetic and all of that. It's not just a fancy acronym. It's a God mission. So why would the devil weaken the nations? Because the nations are instrumental to the proliferation of divine agenda in the earth. Now, everything the devil does weakens nations. Drug addiction, does it weaken nations? Prostitution, does it weaken nations? Bad government, bad leaders. Tell me. Immorality, miseducation, poverty, violence, manipulation. He says you weaken the nations. But he did not do it just by doing it. He said, for you have said where? In your heart. I I, 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 intention is in the will. I will ascend into heaven. <laughs> so, of course, we know this. If you're, you're privy to New Testament theology, there's heaven and there's heavens of heavens. In fact, the Psalms actually say that heavens and of heavens. New Testament tells us his reason above all the heavens. So even in the heavens, there are rankings. Because the Bible says he fell from heaven, but he said, I will ascend to heaven. You must be wary of people that think they know everything about God. Yeah, one level of the heavens. In your revelation of God. In your seated situation, you're in Christ by the right hand of God. But in the ascension of your mind, in the elevation of your thoughts concerning the Godhead, you are in transit. So he, he says, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. If you remember immersion, if you are not there, go watch the videos. Immersion, I spoke about the stars of God and the bodies of angels and all of that. I will also, so look at this. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Verse 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Even in his drunken state he knew he could not be greater than the most high he was never trying to depose God he was just trying to be like God which is still exactly what he's trying to do he's not trying to take the place of God in your life he's trying to dualize the Godship of your life he's trying to get you to serve God and serve him to give to God and give to him to worship God and worship him are you hearing this now I will be like the most high. Go to verse 15. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. So God has an intention. Somebody say God has an intention. The devil has intentions. Look at your neighbor. Say where are your intentions? Hmm. Hmm. Welcome babe. Green and gold. All dressed for Christmas. Because when I see you, I remember Christ has a mass. With you, Jesus is burning me every day. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor say, Where are your intentions? You serve a God with intentions. 
you're being attacked by a devil who has intentions and you're busy telling me that goals are pure motivation that all these goal setting and all of that is motivation if you don't set goals the devil will score goals against you the bible says and Jesus knew what he was going to do that's an intention he had read the documents. I have 33 and a half years. Decade one, I must do this. Decade two, I must do this. Decade three, I must do this. Decade four. I have another book called Seize the Moment. It's currently out of print. But talk to Bukola, you know, pressurizes something. Let's get that book out. If you've not read some of those books that I've written, let me tell you what. You don't really know how I think for many of you. You know a lot of it. And for many of you, you're wasting resources that will shorten your journey. Because I've already gone through certain mistakes and errors that you have no business repeating or lining up for me to counsel you on. Because the counsel you need is in the page of a book or a part of a message. See, I don't have goals. I'm going as it goes. The devil had goals. And he painted the pictures. He said, me, I will ascend. To be the father's place. He was coloring it in his mind. He had visuals and graphics. Are you understanding that? He took Jesus to the height of the mountain. He said, look at all these kingdoms. I will give them to you. He had been eyeing the nations for years. The devil still has goals for nations. Are you seeing that? And when I say he has goals for nations, he's not an Afghan, but he wants to score. Where are your intentions? I'm going to continue in the second service. But wherever you are, can you stand up right now and throw up your hands and say, Lord, I embrace your intention for my life. I embrace your will for my life. I embrace your counsel for my life. I embrace your agenda for my life. I embrace your will. I said it. Your life is an extension of his intention. That line alone has many implications. Gifts, you know what are the implications? Gifts, let me ask you a question. Do you have an extension box in your house? You have an extension box. If that extension box goes bad, how many times have you tried to fix it? If it's really special, but most times you don't get to fix it, right? Why? Because you can replace the extension. Every human being is replaceable. Every. God replaced Saul with David. So in your body, they'll say, my Jorah, See, there are many reasons I do the things I do with passion. One of them is I know that God has plenty of people that can do it. Plenty. But grace multiplies with engagement and alignment. When the extension gets bad, the cable work is still okay, Abby. Buy another one. Elijah said, me, I'm, I'm a great prophet. I'm a mighty prophet. God said, you, know, you don't know anything. If you don't get it, he said, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Your succession, you, don't have, you don't have a succession plan. Be three people, Jehu, Isaiah, and Elisha. What you are carrying, you don't understand. It's three streams. You're carrying a kingship anointing. You're carrying a military anointing. You're carrying a prophetic anointing. Elijah did not know because he gave up too quickly that the river... <laughs> What could flow in four different ways. And some of you are so frustrated that God wants to break the vault and make a demand on your life. But you're so tired because you can't see the next piece of your assignment. God said, no problem, Elijah. I sure you are done. No problem. He said, I have 7,000 who have not bowed unto Baal. He says, no problem. I'm going to take the oil on your life. Put it on Jehu. Put 
Put it on Hazael. Put it on Elisha. Because you did not live long enough to see that no problem. I will give you exits. Glorious exit. You're going to go on a, on a fiery chariot. But the work I want to do will not stop just because an extension box got bad or got tired. Second service, I'll show you David. David blessed Solomon and gave him instructions. Why? We are pattern people. My, I was telling PLT something because of the week. I said there are many things I'm doing right now that many people will not understand. And the same things I'm doing right now that many people will not even fully appreciate until maybe 40, 50 years when I exit. Because when you're a pattern person, you can already see part of what you will not even become a part of. But you must do the work, create the resources, produce the items, create the strategies and blueprints and all of that for another person. The fact that you might not be part of the roof does not mean you should not be part of the foundation. Cry to the Most High God. Say no more random living. No more wasted years. No more difficulties in following the instructions of God. Can we maximize the one minute? We live intentionally. We live life fully. We live life fully. We live life fully. As intended by God, we are not a disconnected extension. We're not. We're not a feeble extension. We're not a low current extension. Ah, so bread get belokovin alosatosh. Rebbe dope dope lotobolosh. Shembeke bread beledos. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the deliverance today. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Because we know our lives are not defined by the prisons of our natural paternity. Because it's the father of all spirits. Our lives are patterned after him. Live life intentionally. We live all fully. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're not going back to that partial life. That's life behind the stand. Spectating. That's audience life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Can we celebrate Jesus for such an amazing, amazing time? Is that the best we can do, kings? Can we celebrate Jesus? Can we celebrate the prophet of others' house? Can we just celebrate Pastor Dami? Such an amazing, amazing word. Whoa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org.
and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.